Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I'm your host, Corey Gehring, alongside me, the one and the only joy of the EXP cast, Soy Jovic. Hello. One of these days, you're going to have to give yourself like a hyped up like intro. Mm. You're going to have to be like, I say that hey, for, everybody. I say that for... I, I'm like the great, the amazing wonderful the delightful Corey. no if you want that if you want that you have to listen to pow block and then you can just let ed do it because he's oh, okay. he's i mean he's ed you know how it is he and tries he tries to make everybody sound like they're like the next <laughs> the next all-star yeah. hall of famer sports person or like the next i don't know like he introduces everybody on the show like they're like reggie fils or phil spencer you know what i mean mm, like he's just yeah. It's got I mean, that it's nice. Hype. He's got that hype for everybody. I mean, it's it's nice. It makes you feel good, I guess. Sometimes, but sometimes, Ed. you got to do that. You got to do that to yourself sometimes, Corey. You got to be like, hey, you know what? Nah. I am the somewhat likable, decently human, uh, Corey. You know, I'm just. You got to say something like that. I'm, be humble about it. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna let the show do the talking and if people enjoy me they can enjoy me and if someone wants to say something nice they can put it in the comments or in the in the itunes ratings five stars only yep don't forget to smash that yeah. like button yeah smash the Hit bell so you know notif- yep. get notified when this video goes up and every other video the channel posts or however these Maybe, the, maybe that's what we got to do. We got to start, you know, introducing our episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome yeah. to another episode of the Arsenal X podcast. Don't forget to smash that like button. We also got to put our our surprised or disgusted faces on the thumbnails, too, because that's apparently when you're posting a YouTube video, you're supposed to post somebody's face real big in like a surprised or confused or angry fashion. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. So. I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna do one and you're gonna do one at the same time and yeah, like yeah. So get grab that screenshot and then just you can post that if yeah. you want. Yeah. Stoy can't believe what he just hears. St- Next episode. Stoy yeah. can't believe what game is coming to Game Pass this week. <laughs> Stoy is shocked at what Xbox just announced. <laughs> Clickbait. Corey doesn't like the PlayStation 5. Here's why. <laughs> yeah. Here are the top 10 reasons why Stoy hates Nintendo. <laughs> I think that would be more clickbaity. Probably. That would be more clickbaity. Probably. We, we, we'd get a bunch of people in pitchforks. Right. Regardless. Right. To be so. fair, I don't hate the PlayStation 5. I just don't own one. And I don't hate Nintendo. I've, I have I, I am a strong proponent that the Wii U is um, was better than what it was deserved. Poor Wii U. Poor Wii U. We, hard, we hardly knew you. Well, I knew you very well because I owned one, and I have, like, 60 games for it. But Yeah, I know. Ah, it's too bad. Like, I like the tablet thing was a good idea. It was a good idea. I, I'm just like, telling you it was a test bed for the Switch because they wanted oh, yeah. that handheld experience in the living room. And then they're like, oh, we just did it backwards. Here's yeah. the real device. It's But we're going to resell all these Wii U games to you for... Ten dollars more than they were on this console. <laughs> yep, yep. Nintendo's a business. <laughs> and uh, oh, by the I mean, way, remember Pikmin Three and Donkey Kong were twenty dollars on the Wii U eShop. We're gonna we're gonna remove them from the Wii U eShop 
a month before the uh, Switch versions come out. They did that? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Because they were 20 bucks. They were part of the Nintendo Selects line. Right, yeah. And, and Nintendo never discounts their games. Yeah, so they were 20 bucks, but like right Damn. when those games were announced, they removed them. Damn, Nintendo. You're not even shy about that. No. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, we're, yeah, this, this is pretty much an asshole move, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> uh, it'd be like that. You know, it'd be like that. It, it's okay. I enjoy my Nintendo Switch, especially this past week with, with Metroid. I bought a second Nintendo Switch. I bought a Nintendo Switch Lite. Why would you do that? So I could play it on the go. But, but. Yeah, shut up, Corey. But. <laughs> it makes sense to me. It Stoy, makes sense to me. If it, it makes, makes you sense. feel, if it makes you feel better, I did the same thing, sense. like six months okay, ago. Okay, all right, good. I, say I was just wanted to give you a hard time. Okay, got it. Because it did, it didn't make sense to me. Because I'm like, I'm part of this like video game collectors group on Discord, mm-hmm. and somebody was selling like a Switch Lite for 110 bucks. Oh so wow! So I was like, I'll pick that up. Like that's actually a damn good deal for a Switch Lite. You know, good condition. I think there was just only like one game on it. The guy didn't even clear the. You know, clear the hard drive or whatever. But anyway, yeah, I was like, I can't pass this up because I can play my Switch on the go now. And I realized how stupid I sounded justifying that in my head. Why to spend $110 right, on a second system when it's like the Switch is already friggin' portable. That's okay. That's okay. To be fair, to be fair, I like the lighter form factor of the Switch Lite. It is nice. It's better playing it portably than the the yeah, regular Switch. It's, it's lighter, like smaller. The, it has a D pad. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I yeah I like that because especially that's something like the Switch Lite you just slap in the back of your pocket. It's true. You know? It actually fits unless, in your pocket. Yeah, unless you're a female, why don't like females have pockets in their pants? Like, I never understood that. I mean, is that a is that a thing? Is that still a thing? Yes, that's. I thought that was a thing. A like. Thing. Like 15 years ago, I remember that was like a big no, thing where there were no pockets on the back of female pants. Well, there, there, there's some female pants that have like fake pockets oh. right, where they're just like stitched in there and they're like, hey, this this could be a pocket, but it's not. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like I that. Mean, they're, they're, they're getting better because they're making dresses with pockets in them. Hmm. So, I mean, it's they're getting there. They're catching up. But hmm. I'm just saying girls. We're going to we're gonna get in trouble about talking about girls pants on the show. No, no, no. This is I like I feel for them because like girls got to carry these big ass purses all the time, and it's like you but wouldn't wh- need to do that. Why if do you they had pockets? Why do they? Why do they have to carry a purse? So let's be honest here. Let's. Well, I mean, let's talk yeah. about this for a second. Corey, you just talked about not getting in trouble, and now here we are about to get in trouble. I just, I just want to know. Look, let's go. someday we're gonna have a female on the show, and we're gonna ask them about why they carry giant purses. You know? Yeah. You know? Because do they really need half the stuff that's in there? I don't what what's even in there. I don't know, man. I never asked. I mean, it's probably better not to ask some most of the time. Like it's one of those things when I'm like, oh hey, you know, honey, can I move your car? And she's like, yeah, my keys are in my purse. And I'm like, uh oh. Mm. So like I basically just like kind of like stick my hand in like Raiders of the Lost Ark or some shit, and just like <laughs> trying to grab it. It's like I got it. Oh god. <laughs> you got you got those big slimy bugs crawling all over all over you. Yeah, that's basically mm-hmm. my fear every time I. I reach into the purse mm. so mm. but yeah like ladies you guys need po- you guys need pockets pockets like, are useful yes they are like i don't need to carry a purse with me i got 
place for my keys, place for my wallet, place for my phone. I, for some reason, always carry a pen with me. He doesn't need so, to carry yeah. a purse with him, but maybe he does sometimes. I yeah. mean, it would be nice, like, you know, if I want to carry my Switch Lite with me everywhere or, you know, if I want to, like, carry deodorant with me or something. That's true. What What else would a dude need to carry? Mm. I don't know, like a socket wrench set? Uh, I mean... Just jumper cables? Mm. Yeah, but you can keep that in your car. Yeah, I keep that in my car, I guess. But, like, what if you're, like, in the parking lot and, like, I don't know. If you're in the parking lot, aren't you by your car? I suppose. But I'm just, unless you're maybe, Unless you're walking you're out by. you're in the middle of the woods. You're out in the middle of the woods. But whose car are you fixing in the middle of the woods? If there's a car out there, that means there's probably someone dead out there. Yeah, right. And then you, you got to. Hmm. Listen, I don't know. I'm just trying to. Ju- I'm just trying to figure out way, reasons why men need purses. I mean, I don't know if you're doing a very good job at that. I'm trying to figure. I that am out. not doing a very good job with it. So, I think this. Uh, I think this means I will not be buying a purse anytime soon. Mm. Not until you figure out what you need. Yeah, I mean, it could. It could come to a point where it's like, hey, maybe <coughs> I do need jumper cables with me, like where I'm going, yeah. and I need to carry them on me at all times. So, yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, I mean what, do I, what if all of a sudden a, a, a random sporting match occurs and like you you need someone says, hey, who has a football? Hmm. And you're just like, hey, let me reach into my purse. I got a football. Hmm. That's you know what? That's fair. Yeah. Hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been times in the past where all of a sudden an impromptu soccer game will pop up and all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, I wish I had cleats on me. Well. You got cleats in your purse. That's fair. That's fair. Speaking of fair, speaking of speaking of cleats, there, Stoy. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about this this rumor that EA is uh, not going to be FIFA is not going to be part of EA's soccer game soon? Well, let me just say, for starters, the turntables have turned hmm. <laughs> because FIFA's damn so damn corrupt. Um. Oh, not not corrupt, but very money hungry. Yeah, and EA is very money hungry. So it's like you got the two giant money hungry companies going at each other. Because mm-hmm. um, like they, although so, I will, I I just want to catch some people up. Yeah. FIFA or uh, EA recently trademarked the name EA Sports FC, and they are currently at a halt in their negotiations with FIFA after the uh, Qatar World Cup. So, a lot of uh, speculation going on here. Well, and the reasoning is is that ev- like EA has a stranglehold on FIFA, on the FIFA franchise. So like they pay royalties or however much money to FIFA to retain the license. One hundred fifty million dollars a year. Yeah. So that means that all the most professional teams in the world that have allegiance to FIFA. Obviously, obviously, you know, most professional teams, if not all, have to report to FIFA. That's the governing body. It's like every basketball team reports to the NBA. Every football team reports to the NFL. FIFA is just the same, except obviously they're worldwide because, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, no other company can make games with top English Premier League teams in them or top Italian Premier League teams in them because there are FIFA licenses. FIFA owns the team names and they 
owned the not not owned but like trademarked the team names and trademarked the players. The only reason Konami got away with it is that they had a different license to be able to use certain teams from certain countries. So it's kind of a weird thing. Anyway, FIFA's kind of wants a little bit more competition. So they want other developers to work on soccer games too as well, which I'll give them that. So I so I I think it's they want more money. Cuz like if they could They do. They, they could, want they're asking for almost double. I think they're yeah. they're trying to get 250 million dollars out of EA now a year. Which EA could afford. I well, mean, what they say, they said they said something like seven or eight billion dollars over the next eight years or something, which I guess would be two hundred or two hundred fifty yeah, right. dollars a year. So I mean EA can afford that with just from sales from FIFA alone. Like I mean it's the top selling sports game of all I mean, I time. Think, I like think they made year. what one point one billion dollars off of uh Ultimate Team alone last year. So Yeah. So I mean that's chump change to them. I mean it's not technically fair, but I mean it, it I guess it'd be like that, but I, I'm with them that I would like them to like not have EA not to have a monopoly. I would like to see what other developers would do with, um, you know, a FIFA franchise. Yeah, especially someone like, I mean, like what? Uh, uh, it's not called Winning Eleven anymore. It's uh, eFootball, right? Project, yeah, it's called eFootball, but it was yeah. like Project Project Evolution. Yeah, soccer for a while. Or like, it would be nice. Even to like, have them. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was. I was just gonna say it would be nice to have maybe, maybe them have the license. Yeah. Or That's even it. like, if if you wanted more more competition with current FIFA, like 2K probably wants to jump in at some point because they're trying to jump into the NFL stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, they're not allowed to make yeah. a simulation NFL game, but they're allowed to make a a somewhat competitive uh nfl game now so and i don't think that's fair of ea to do that like i mean it would be nice to have it, it's almost like i mean it's almost illegal in a way like i mean you you can't stop another developer from making a soccer game or making a football game but will they be able to compete against the giants no they won't i mean it's right. like it's grossly unfair like yeah you could go make a soccer game but you ain't gonna have anywhere near the reach that uh fifa does right so i don't know and even with 2k like and like you know ea was the reigning champ with nba for so long and then obviously Mm -hmm. 2k came out with their nba 2k series and just basically just slapped ea in the face with like how much better of a game it is so imagine if all of a sudden and maybe that's what ea is afraid of there could be a developer out there that makes a better game than fifa you know and yeah. then all of a sudden EA becomes, you know, irrelevant. Well, I remember, I remember like a couple years after, after EA did the Madden deal for the NFL deal, right? For the exclusive, yeah. uh, 2K came out with a football game that was actually really good, uh, called all pro football. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, and it was really weird because they used a lot of, uh, retired and the legends of, of football in the game. And then you could create up to, I think 30 players that you could add to your team at some point, but yeah. uh, it was really good, but it was very bare bones. And like, obviously without the NFL names and whatever, it just, you know, Madden still ate his lunch. It was, it was good though. I played it. It was fun. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, but, but that's the thing. Like, a developer is not going to, like, shell millions of dollars to develop a game that they know they're not going to see a huge return on because you won't be able to compete against a Madden, which is unfair in the grand scheme of things. So it would be nice to see FIFA kind of give its license to other developers to say, hey, let's see what you can do with it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, everybody complains about FIFA every year. You know, they don't fix the things that need to be fixing. They make improvements to things that it's like, all right, you didn't need to do that. It's just a glorified roster refresh every year. Yeah. So. I mean, I think I, – I actually think Konami is going about it in the right way. I think the free-to-play option is – I think it's a smart move for them. Although, yeah. like, I know they're saying that the console versions aren't the mobile version, but it's clearly the mobile version on consoles. Yeah, uh, it's it's not good. I not good. I feel like I feel like the way they're doing it, like strategically, if you take the phone stuff out of like the phone stuff out of it, I think it's I think it's a smart play at EA, like aiming at EA, saying, "Hey, you don't have to pay sixty or seventy dollars for this game. You can come play here for free." Uh, mm-hmm. And I actually think, out of all the games that are that are service games like sports games are the ones that make the most sense to do that especially especially with them monetizing uh you know the ultimate team and you could like monetize uh players in other ways other than just buying the next game every year but um i don't know i i just still can't believe that this that sports games are not service games yet i I, I can't believe it yeah it is I always thought that was kind of weird because it's like how much changes year after year. You may see more significant changes in gameplay and graphics, like maybe like every five years, but every year, like, is it necessary? No. Um, you know, maybe every 10 years, every year, you know, you maybe to pay a $10 DLC for a roster refresh. Like here's the updated rosters to reflect this season. So, I mean, that to me has always made more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just sports games are weird. Also, well, also Madden. Games are... So, yeah. Also, Madden hasn't been very good in a couple of years. So, yeah. I would argue 10, 15 ish. <laughs> but, yeah. Especially, dude, the last time I tried to play Madden online, holy crap, dude. I might as well have been playing a turn based strategy RPG. Yeah. <laughs> God, it was so like laggy and slow and just man. Mm. And and I have good internet. Like I have fiber internet. Like <sighs> I mean, FIFA's pretty much stayed the same for the last like 5 years too. Like every time I pick it up, I'm like, yeah. "Ah, it's pretty much the same except I don't know, maybe just I mean, obviously pl- playing it on PlayStation 5 is significantly better graphically, but it's like, cool. It looks exactly the same regardless. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I bought... It plays exactly the same. I bought one of the legacy uh, versions of FIFA on Switch uh, for like 15 bucks, and I'm like, this is the only this is the only FIFA I'm going to need for like five years. Bro, they admitted the recent FIFA that came out, FIFA 21, they uh-huh. admitted it's FIFA 19. Yeah, I know. I know. They, <laughs> they have that. not made... No, ni- yeah, they 19, that. 19, 20, 21, and 22 are literally the exact game with roster updates. That's literally it. That makes more sense. That yeah. makes more sense. But don't charge them $50, $60 for that no. shit. 
No. Jeez. I think I think twenty two was forty on Switch. I mean, at least it's at least it's cheaper, but still. Yeah, it's Man. funny. IGN keeps rev- like re- like they keep copy and pasting their review because the game is basically yeah. copy paste. Well, yeah, they give it such a bad review every year, where it's like two out of ten because it's the same game as last year. Yeah. So it's funny. Yeah. Sports games, man. Yeah, sports games. Sports. Yeah. Sports. Speaking of sports, Stoy, this is Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network, where each and every week we get together with our friends from around the internet to talk about Xbox and everything we love about it, including news, rumors, new games, Game Pass, and more. Check out Xbox or the check out Arsenal X Live. I almost said check out Xbox Live. Uh, Arsenal X Live on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash boss rush network and at 8 30 7 30 central or on podcast services and YouTube on Tuesday mornings. You can follow us on all social media platforms at boss rush network. And you can catch all of our podcasts, reviews, banter pieces, and more on our website, bossrush.net. Stoy, we're going to jump in to what we've been playing. What are you playing Stoy? What are you playing? Well, I finally beat beat Eva within two to honor Spoopy Game Month. Spoopy Game. So, month. yep, that was a good, uh, good ending. Like, really good story. Really, kind of, I don't know. Just the characters are good. Everything is good about that game, and it's just so batshit crazy. Like where they go with it. Like in the last half of the game, really cool. Is it scary? Um, is it spoopy. Yeah, it's kind of like just unsettling. It's not like visage type scary where it's like ghosts it's just like kind of macabre monster design style scary mm. so kind of like think of like silent hills an action game that's mm. kind of what i how i describe it um otherwise i've been digging my digging my feet into back for blood still still having fun with that uh put some significant time into far cry 6 i'm only like a, like the first three hours into that game so um Ubisoft needs to do something different with Seven. I mean, it's pretty much the same game, just in a different location. That's what I hear. I hear it's pretty much, hey, you know, oh, instead of you know Montana this this time, it's in fictional Central America country. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good formula. So it's like Ubisoft has that if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mentality. It's like I get it, um, but. Like, admittedly, Assassin's Creed needed that, needed mm-hmm. that kind of like refresh. And thankfully, we got that when Origins came out, when it was like, okay, all right, we just completely almost rebooted the franchise and that, you know, the franchise went up, but obviously now it's hitting a plateau again with Valhalla. And, uh, you know, Far Cry 3 changed the formula and it started going up. And I think it started to plateau a little bit after 4, kind of plateaued with 5 and 6. It's just like, you know, it's pretty much the same. You know, same yeah. game. I'm not saying it's bad. Like, it's a it's a fun game. It's a great game. A lot of action. Really good story. Like, really good, uh, really good dialogue. Actually, um, like the acting is really well done. Like, Ubisoft really does a good job with finding the right actors for the right people. Um, and the writing's really good. But it's pretty much like the same action game over and over again. So is it is it at least fun? Like, I've never played Far Cry, so like. Is this for like fans of the genre, as they would say? It's fun, you know. It's fun, um, you know. It, it, it's an open world first person shooter, so 
you know, very much you could be running around in a large open area and then all of a sudden, like, get to a small part of the map and then you have to, like, you know, oh, you got to, like, you know, release these prisoners here or this is a fuel depot you got to destroy and that's going to, like, disrupt the region and stuff. and um, Or, like, obviously, you know, you have main objectives or quest objectives that you have to take, go to one side of the map to the other and stuff and... Uh, oh, you can't go into that area yet because it's too heavily fortified or, like, the enemies are too strong. You don't have enough powerful weapons. So mm. um, they do a, a pretty decent job of gatekeeping and making sure you stay on track as, as opposed to, like, wandering somewhere where you shouldn't, you know, right. or you're not ready to. Right. So, but, yeah, like, I mean, it's fun. There's always something to do. It depends on, like, you know, if you want to stay focused on the main task and the main objectives, which I am. I don't get too lost in side content. Like, I just want to do. I just want to do main quests. That's it. Maybe do a couple occasional side quests here and there, but I just want to main quest it, get the storyline done, and get my time with it. But, well, yeah, you know that's fair. That's I don't fair. know if I answered your question. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I uh... well, that's that's what this game is. It's yeah. fine. I yeah. mean, would I recommend you spend sixty dollars on it? No. I feel like if, I feel if like you're indifferent you, about it. Yeah, I, I would wait for a sale. I feel like Ubisoft is like I feel like they ha they had it. They had it. They're mm -hmm. like, we know what we're doing with all of our franchises for like two years. They're like, we got it. We nailed it. And now they're so lost with everything. Like, well. Like, yeah, I mean. I uh, I have I, I just it's just like they have that weird Ghost Recon front lines that they're like it's a free to play, we're not calling it battle royale but it's a battle royale game but then they like I, I delayed I, I don't it. Talk about that. Well, uh, they delayed I, it indefinitely. I, Did you hear that? Because because of fan feedback. Good. They're like Good. we we hear the fans. This isn't what you want. We're gonna delay it indefinitely until we figure it out. What made them think they even wanted that? That's Here, the problem. But Ghost the, Recon has taken such a steep detour you know ever since uh like advanced warfighter games like from the yeah. 360 and ps3 era mm -hmm. like i mean wildlands was good and i i like the one between gratu and wildlands what was that one i think that was advanced warfighter no that was not done no, no. That's, that's what Gra is yeah that one was kind of like a single player very actually that's my favorite ghost recon game yeah i, forget I know, what I know it's which called, one you're talking though. about i forget what it's forget. called though uh but like that's what I would. That's what I would want out of a Ghost Recon. Mm -hmm. That's like, what it should be. And honestly. I was, I was like hoping Wildlands was going to be that, and it wasn't. And then obviously Breakpoint was like, mm, what, what are we doing here? You know, yeah, the know. division in the jungle, pretty much, pretty much, and made it making the game like literally impossible to play by yourself. Which, you know, I think Ubisoft needs to kind of like do a do an identity check in terms of who their target audience is yeah. with these particular games yeah and but, then you look at um, you like any any of the tom clancy games it's like look at why 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 does x defiant why is it trying to be a military military borderlands game like that's what it looks like like yeah it, it's like this isn't what tom clancy games are no and it's like tom clancy is gonna just get out of his grave and come just annihilate your studio yeah and then go back Smack to sleep people. <laughs> well, that was the problem I always heard, like, when he developed those game studios. He was very strict on what went into his games. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't what... rooted in reality. 
yeah. he would put the kibosh on it. Like yeah. Splinter Cell almost didn't happen because he was ready to put the kibosh on everything about it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the uh, Red Storm, the studio Red Storm yeah. was his studio. He mm-hmm. opened that studio and he was very hands on. And, and that studio is working on uh, the free to play division game that's coming. Which is another battle royale slash survival game, apparently. So, like, I don't know, man. Didn't didn't Ubisoft release a battle royale that failed? Hyper stupid or whatever it was called. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, it just came out like within the last year. Yeah, and it's yeah, its numbers had dropped significantly. Yeah, I mean, I don't even hear it being talked about anymore. Like, yeah, you know. Even PUBG is still being talked about. It's like, well, yeah, PUBG, Apex Legends, you know, Fortnite, even too. Like, yeah, I mean, those are the big dogs. Yeah, and Warzone, like, it just like if you're not, if if your name isn't Call of Duty or 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 Fortnite, like, and you ha- it didn't start this, like, I like Apex has a nice twist to the battle royale genre that, like, I think has kept it. Uh, very relevant. I, from what I hear, it's still very, very good. Yeah. Uh, but like, if you're not like, why even try to jump into the battle royale game at this point? And Ubisoft has three of late. them. It's almost too late. Three like, of them. Point, if yeah, if one of those isn't <laughs> like bringing in stellar numbers every week, yeah, like, you need to start kind of looking somewhere else. But I think that's been the problem with. Ubisoft is like Ubisoft has been very good at making just mediocre games. Yeah. You know, like I was talking to someone today about that, where he, that's where he said, he's like, they do a good job of making okay games. Like they're not bad, but they're not great. Like they're just okay. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just talked about like how I just, I got bored to tears playing watchdogs Legion. Yeah. Like I couldn't even finish it. I got like maybe like five, six hours in and I was like, I can't bring myself to finish this game. I don't want to go anymore. Uh, Breakpoint, it was the same thing. It was like, you know, that that six to seven hour mark, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I don't want to do it. That's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I don't even, let's see, the last, I so I, I have a real fondness for Assassin's Creed. I really loved Odyssey. Yeah. Like I think I think Odyssey is like the best Assassin's Creed game. It's it's actually probably in probably in my top twenty games of all time. I'm okay. I, I love that game a lot. Uh, I'm one of the people who think that Assassin's Creed made the right di- jump direction in direction. Uh, but like I I mean I understand what that series was and maybe like these open world games should have been like Prince of Persia games or maybe a new IP or something, but I, I really like those games, but like, like, like we've been talking about, like the Tom Clancy series is such a like grounded in reality. Like even the division, you know, like that first game was so grounded and so cool, but then like you get to the second game and like halfway through the second game, it's like, what are, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah. I get that. That was another one too. It's like, I, I completed the division first one all the way through. And I got to the second one, and it's like, yeah, I couldn't bring myself to go past halfway through it. Man. Yeah, I played, I played, I played a ton of the first division, and then I stopped playing for like, I don't know, a year, I guess. And by the mm-hmm. time like the second one was was like inching closer, I'm like, yeah, I could go for some more division. Yeah. But then like, I played it, 
for like 10 hours and I was like, maybe I didn't want more division or like, what do they do to this version of the division? That is different. Like I just, I couldn't figure it out. But then, like they you, they start changing all of these Tom Clancy games, which, you know, whatever. Like I, a Siege, I hear is people still really love, but like that's pretty much their flagship at this point. Like that turns in numbers like crazy. Yeah. So and like people still like For Honor and stuff, but like it's just I, Ubisoft has an identity crisis right now. I feel like they're trying too many different things, and I feel like I feel like they're gonna they're on the verge of almost like catastrophically failing in multiple ways and it's going to be like a thq situation almost well yeah they're not going to make a return on their investments anytime mm-hmm. soon if they continually make mediocre games yeah that are just okay you know people are going to stop buying them because they know like well i didn't much enjoy the last one i yeah. mean that's probably the up thing with the the thing with frontline there's probably a lot of people that are like i'm not buying this shit yeah so and then it's like oh crap okay pump the brakes well that's how for honor was for honor they had to drastically change up the gameplay because when it came out, it beta tested poorly. Yeah. Very poorly. So they had to change so much about it. And thankfully it worked out for them. But Ubisoft needs to, I don't know, they need to play test, focus test a little bit better before they start putting out stuff like frontline and thinking like, this is what you want, right? Yeah. It's like, no, like, no, if it was, give us splitter cell, damn it. Damn it. Ubisoft. I know what? Yeah. And that's the thing too, that, made everybody mad was like uh what the x defiant has third echelon agents in it that yeah like you're supposed to play stealthily and it's like just give us splitter cell already this is right. it's ridiculous people don't want this crap mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like I, like i'm not one I, i'm usually not one to be like you know oh people don't want this like people are just mad the internet's just mad but then it's like no, people really don't want this. Yeah, and they're telling you. Yeah, and it's like they're not listening. Like, and then but. and then you have projects that are like, dot just straight up dying, like skull and bones. That like, you know what? That's it, become a joke at this point. Yeah, I mean, is that game yeah. even ever going to come out? Which it has well, to. I mean, because that's the deal. So much money on it. Well, not not only that, but they made a it's in their contract with the Shanghai government because they, the Shanghai government funded the studio Mm -hmm. and uh, they're going to get sued. And they're like, well, they don't want that. Yeah. Uh, What's the other one? Uh, Beyond good and evil or something like that. That's another one. That's like a running joke too, where it's like, yeah, dude, that game has been a joke for years, even before they showed it off. Ubisoft is becoming a meme right now in the video game industry. And all they, all they need to do, to fix their image, all they need to do, Ubisoft, listen, put out a Corey's good. Corey's about to spit. Put out one good. It doesn't have to be great. Just one good Splinter Cell game that is along the lines of the first three. Yeah. Put out a Rayman, a third Rayman game. Fix that Prince of Persia remake. Which hopefully it. they are, because man, that early gameplay footage, I was like, ooh, yeah fix it and make sure the next assassin's creed is very good right that's all you gotta mm-hmm. do and like put maybe maybe put out a tom clancy game that doesn't look like he just how about a, a linear single player tom clancy game 
yeah. a linear. I mean, I would, me personally, I would love to have a single player Tom uh, Rainbow Six experience. Yeah. You know, back in the days of like how Vegas and Vegas Two were. Yeah. I want that so bad. Yeah. I know I'll never get it because there's no way Ubisoft is gonna make money on that, even though they think they think they will make money on it. But I, I think they will. Um, but yeah. I, the thing is, is like video games are just too expensive now to make that it's like if you're not it, it, the $70 you're spending on the game isn't paying for the game anymore. So they have to find ways to recoup that cost. And like there's got to be a better way to make smaller experiences. Like if you gave me if you gave me a six or seven a six to eight hour Vegas campaign style rainbow six game and you charged $50 for it, but it was still super high quality. And maybe you monetize like skins or whatever, if you want like cooler, whatever. And then you add like a small, like, okay, here's a co-op thing, you know, and then you integrate stuff from siege into it. Like maybe Mm -hmm. it comes with siege multiplayer stuff attached to it. Like that, I feel like that would be way better for them. Yeah. I feel like that would do way better for them. Yeah. I I just feel like, and it's not just Ubisoft. I feel like all these companies get caught up in the, we got to monetize. We got to have this killer multiplayer where we can make Fortnite money. Yeah. And I don't think that they realize that people still want that single player, that small single player experience, right? Like we, we both played you. You've been playing Metroid dread, right? Yes. Nintendo charged $60 for it. It's like a 10 to 15 hour experience. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine with me. Yeah, perfectly fine with me. There's a lot of games. I mean, I buy, when I buy Call of Duty every year, I don't play multiplayer. So I literally just pay 50, 60 bucks for the campaign. Yeah. And I have a great time. Like their, their campaigns are some of the best first person shooter campaigns out there right now. Yeah. And I'll, like I said, I, I love that. I I don't mind paying that. I know I don't speak for the majority, but uh, there's still a, a good contingent of us that will pay for those experiences. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. So Far Cry Six. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. I'll, 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 st- I'll still play it because I'm having fun with it, but it's like I'm not having like oh my god this is the game of the year. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I I played the Good Life. Yeah, how's that? Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, so this game is on Game Pass. It just came out last week on Game Pass, and uh, this game was developed by. Have you ever played Deadly Premonition? No, but I I know what it is. Yeah. Okay. So it's made by the same developer. Sweary is his name. It's mm-hmm. his tagline. Whatever. Anyway, um, so he developed no, this game. No, it's just his name. Yeah, that's. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe that's what his parents named him when he was born sick anyway it's a cool name um i wish i had my name was sweary <laughs> so th- yeah he kickstarted this game it failed restarted again became hugely successful because microsoft took note and started pushing it and um yeah it became successful so basically you're a um photographer from new york visiting a small little british town that is the happiest place on earth <laughs> the happiest town on earth you're there to investigate for this media company why is it so happy why is it the happiest town on earth there's got to be something going on so 
through your little investigations in the game, you find out that at night, everybody in the town turns into cats and dogs. And they they retain their same, like, physical features. So, like, say, for example, like, you know, if a character in town has, like, a pair of glasses or something like that, they still have the glasses on their cat. So, like, like a cat has glasses and, like, a cane yeah. or a hat. Or a cat doesn't need glasses, but the cat has glasses. Cats sure. all need glasses. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, their sight isn't the greatest. So, yeah, like, you're just basically wandering around town. It's like an open world kind of like wandering around town type of game and you're ga- engaging in conversation. I haven't encountered any um, combat yet, but I, I did discover that there is a stomping button. So there's a button you can use to stomp. And check this shit out. There is a button that allows you to skip. Like? like Skipping. Like, you're, like, like, the, you're skipping. like the motion skipping. Yes. Not like so skipping like a cutscene. You, you could be walking through town. And you hold, I think it's the B button, and you're just skipping. Interesting. Yeah. That's I mean, a... Why not? I don't know what it does. I'm only like maybe two hours in. Does it move you? Do you move faster? Is it like the equivalent to like a sprint button? I mean, there is a sprint button, and you have like a little sprint meter hmm. that you know shows how much you know how your stamina is. But um, yeah, you you can move a little bit faster while skipping. I imagine there's a reason why it's there. I don't know why it is, but you can skip in this game. Hmm. Interesting. So it's got some weird corny dialogue and some really bad, like kind of like deep rural British accents, mm-hmm. you know, like Collie Wobbler and, you know, all those other like weird British names and weird things that I've never heard of ever. But yeah, so part of the game is like you can go around town taking pictures because like you're you're there for this town because you have this check this shit out you have this 50 million pound debt to pay what <laughs> 50 million pounds and you have to do odd jobs in this town to pay off the debt <laughs> 50 million pounds i don't know how the hell she got this much debt but that's part of the story hmm. so like you basically take pictures and, you know, if you have certain tags in those pictures, you can actually upload them and then you get monetized. So it's like, oh, hey, this picture had 300 likes and uh, you received the payout of like three pounds or something like that, whatever. So hmm. yeah, you can make money that way. You can make money completing objectives for the people in your town. Now, the biggest decision that you have to make, Corey, if you were to play this game. Would you be team cat or team team dog? Team dog. Team dog all the way. Yes, sir. No, we don't. I don't, I don't do cats. Okay. Don't. It's okay. We won't tell. Even though my, I, we have a cat, but I don't like it. Yeah. Don't worry. We won't tell the cat. It's fine. It knows. The cat probably knows. Yeah, you're right. Cat really knows. I tell it all the time. I said, I hate you. You're a piece of shit. You, you suck. <laughs> Stop, so stop shitting in the hallway. Yeah, the uh, so depending on who you are, like okay, if you're walking around town at night and you pet a cat, all of a sudden that means you're on team cat. You could go pet a couple dogs and like revert back to being team dog. And like if you do objectives for people that are on team cat, um, like team dog objectives will be shut out. So like side quests hmm. and stuff. 
So, but you can like kind of flip flop back and forth. It's just apparently it takes a little bit of work to like, oh, I don't want to be on Team Cat anymore. I want to be on Team Dog and try to see if I can do some extra stuff for Team Dog. I don't know. This is a video game. This is a uh, it's a pretty intense game. This is this is pretty this is wild, man. This girl, th- this main character, man, she's a um, man, she's angry. <laughs> she's like she out of her mouth it's like goddamn town <laughs> you know why you know why she's angry she doesn't have pockets wow. in her pants probably yeah that's she doesn't why have pockets in her pants she has to walk around with this big ass camera and she can't put it in her pocket she has to carry it in her hands see actually i don't know no but... that that's the real reason it's the reason yeah spoilers Spoilers. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't want to go there, but you did. That's on you, man. I did. That's on you. It's you know so that's what, what okay. that's what I've been playing. I I I am oddly intrigued. Like I thought I wouldn't like this game, and I didn't want to play it. I was yeah. like, I don't really want to play this game. But this afternoon, I had a little bit of time, mm. and yeah, I was like, yeah, sure, fine, I'll I'll download it. You know, Game Pass. It's nice, nice thing to have, and yeah, like it's it's got me intrigued. Swery has this thing about his storytelling and his characters and just everything about it is just very intriguing. Like it's a mystery and it's like everything is so freaking weird in this game. I have to know why it's so weird. And like the deeper you go, the the weirder it gets and it just keeps you going and keeps you going. It's yeah. So I'm, I'm hooked. I'm trapped. Nice. Hey, Stoy. You've been playing. Stoy. Yes. We have to pause real quick. I have yeah. to give my daughter some Tylenol. Oh, okay. All right. So you... it, it entertain the live audience for, I don't know, five to five minutes to three hours. All right, cool. So. All right, let's see. Um, I'll figure something out. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to read an article, I guess. I'm going to try to find a really interesting article to read. Um, let's see. Okay, so here is a uh, Xbox One green text 4chan story that I'm about to read to you all. Um, okay, so here we go. Oh, man, this is real small text. Okay, wake up feeling sick after a late night of playing Vidya. Excite- Vidya means it's video games. Excited to play some Halo 2K19. That's not a real game, but bear with me with the story. Xbox on, because Xboxes are voice activated. Pause. Xbox on. Please verify that you are an on three three two by saying Doritos do it right. So he says Doritos do it right. Error. Please drink a verification can. Reach into my Doritos Mountain Dew Halo two K nineteen war chest. Only a few cans left. Need to verify fourteen times last night. Still feeling sick from the fourteen. Force it down, and grumble out. Mmm, that really hit the spot. Xbox does nothing. I attempt to smile. Connecting to verification server. 
verifications complete. Finally, boot up Halo 2K19. Finding multiplayer match. Error. User attempting to steal online gameplay. My mother just walks into the room. Adding another user to your past. This will be charged to your credit card. Do you accept? No. Console entering lock state. To unlock, drink verification can. Last can. Warning. Out of verification cans. An order has been shipped to charge your credit card. Drink half the can. Oh, God, I'm going to be sick. Pour the last half out the window. Complete this advertisement to continue. The Mountain Dew ad plays. I have to dance for it. I'm feeling so sick. God, this starts so stupid. Oh, where was I? Okay, right. The Mountain Dew ad. I have to dance for it. Feeling so sick. Makes me sing along. Dancing and singing. Mountain Dew is for me and you. Throw up on myself. Throw up on my TV and entertainment system. Router shouts. Error. No connection. Xbox shutting off. Please drink verification can to continue. Oh. What a what a rough story. Hopefully you guys don't have to do this for your to play Xbox. This is obviously a fictional story. Let's try to find another one. Oh, my God, that's way too blurry. Okay, here's another 4chan Xbox One story. Here we go. Single mom saves up $500 for an Xbox One. She won't be able to afford a game for it until 2014. But she knows that her electronics-loving son will spend hours exploring the One's hardware anyway. Finally, the day of the Xbox One's release has come. When her son gets home from school, he sees a massive Xbox One box in the center of the living room. He freaks out and does cartwheels. Mom and son embrace. I love you, Mom. Son sets up the Xbox One on a container in his room. Container, sure, yeah. Since they can't afford much furniture, that makes sense. He plugs it in. Xbox One cannot detect an internal connection shutting down. Boy tries again. Xbox One cannot detect an internal connection shutting down. He is heartbroken and confused. Mom sues his son, her son, and tells him that she'll work an extra hour so that they can afford one of those cheap internet services. They finally get internet. Now you can turn the Xbox One on, son. Son turns the Xbox One on. Internet connection too slow. Please check your network to ensure there is enough bandwidth for the Xbox One. Shutting down. Son cries. Mom tries to return the Xbox One. Walmart would not accept it back because the Xbox terms of service. It clearly states that you cannot resell a used Xbox One. Son's Xbox 60 red rings the death. Oof. The dark period of Xbox. He can no longer play Halo with his online friends. Son turns to gangs in real life instead. Half a year later, the mom is able to afford a PlayStation 4. 
She places the PlayStation 4 box in the center of the living room and waits for her son to come home. She waits. The sun sets. A knock on the door. It's the police. Her son has been killed in a drive-by shooting. The end. <laughs> well, that's a dark story. Ugh, I think I'm done with 4chan stories for now. Let's find one more. Man, why are these so so small? Oh, I already read that one. Well, I think I'm done with that. Yep. Yep.
Did you win? Hello. Did you entertain everybody? Yeah, I was reading some weird, obscure 4chan Xbox theme stories. Oh. Um. Uh. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. So I'm not maybe edit- that'll be maybe that'll be Patreon content for you. <laughs> I won't. I'm not editing it out. Okay. All right. Cool. I mean, it's, there there was some long pauses uh, before and after, but I mean, yeah. That so sorry, everybody. My daughter has a fever and has been sick for like a week and a half and we can't figure out what it is and the doctor just said you know give her medicine or whatever but it's just like it's just today she just had her she got a fever today and it spiked really high so you know life of a parent yep so all the best hopefully she gets better she'll be fine she'll be fine no school tomorrow, though, it seems. Dang. Ah, nice. Uh, anyways, where were we? What I've been playing. Yeah, what have you been playing? Well, Stoy, I haven't been playing much, but that's going to change after this week. You know why? Why? Because I got a new job, which means I quit my last job, which means I no longer have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. Hell yeah. And I no longer get home at... 6 6 at night also hell yeah i will not be working six days a week hell yeah so after this week hopefully i will have more games to talk about often but uh this week i mean i've been playing tetris effect connected uh love love me some tetris effect connected it's god the music's so good mm-hmm. music's so good still tetris so it's perfect in every single way uh i've been playing metroid dread which is also another very stellar game uh i know it's not an xbox game but it's still still very 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 good highly recommend it i've been playing more sable i don't i don't know why except for the you know i'm doing some thing with one of my uh friends from our destiny podcast on sable and it's a slog man yeah it's just a slog and every time i turn it on i play it for like a half hour and i'm like gosh is this game over yet it's just <laughs> like i get it like it's it's not that it's a bad game it's just a game that i don't want to play you know yeah um so it like graphically it's 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 neat but I also hate how the characters are animated in like five frames a second while the rest of the game is animated in 60. Yeah. And it gives me a headache. It gives me a headache. Like, I'm like, what am I watching here? You know? So I've been, I've been playing that, but I also revisited a game that I never finished story this week. And I think I'm going to see it through. Although I wish they would release some sort of, patch for it i've i played the first hour of batman arkham knight because of uh a new dc fandom was coming up and those new dc games look awesome uh mm-hmm. and i was like well I should probably finish arkham knight because i never did and uh it's a, it's a it's a pretty fun video game i would yeah. say uh I would say Batman kind of doesn't isn't agile or 
whatever. He just feels like a walking tank that you just, you know, punch people and counter and the Batmobile kind of sucks, but <laughs> I like the whole, uh, you don't, you don't run people over or kill them. You just, uh, it shocks them yeah, and sends them flying. Yeah, man. I, I know they're trying to co- do with the whole, like Batman doesn't kill people, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I really like the aesthetic of the game, those games. And I really, I really like the way they designed like the characters in Gotham and, yeah. Uh, even though like the characters <laughs> every character except for the Joker looks different in every single game. But uh I like it. It's I don't know, I still think Asylum is probably the best game. I still really like Origins a lot. Uh but Arkham Knight is a neat game. Uh, I don't I know. didn't much care for Origins. I don't know why at the time. Maybe if I give it a second chance I'll get into it. But maybe Origins was too basic for me. I don't know. Maybe, but I'm a basic guy. It's okay. So it's okay uh, to be basic. I really like I liked Origins. I don't know. I played <laughs> so for those of you who haven't been following us for a while, obviously I started Nintendo Power Block, so I played when we started Nintendo Power Block, the Wii U was the hot new system from Nintendo. And uh I every single third party game I can get my hands on, on was uh on Wii U, I played it on Wii U, and mm-hmm. Arkham, Arkham Origins, and Arkham City were the Batman games on there, and uh, that's where I played Arkham Origins, and we didn't get the DLC or anything, uh, and it sucks because it's like one of the only, <laughs> it's the only Batman game that's not backwards compatible yet, unless you have the disc. That's right, yeah. Like the disc is backwards compatible, but the digital version is not. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like, you can't buy the digital version on the storefront. Yeah. Crazy. It's weird. I don't really understand why. But I don't know. Uh, I really liked it. And I liked the the Deathstroke fight. It was cool Mm -hmm. in that game. Uh, I I thought Batman felt a little bit more agile in that game. But uh, Arkham Knight is cool. I, I I really dig it. I, uh... Also, have been playing. What was the other game I played? Oh, uh, played some Halo this week. Just multiplayer stuff. No Destiny again this week. Mm. Oh, wait, I lied. I did play Destiny on Friday night with some friends. Ah, you got me. We did the Festival of the Lost stuff, uh, trying to get that dinosaur armor. So, which is cool. You can either buy it with real money or earn the in-game currency bright dust you can purchase it for six thousand bright dust does it take a long time to get six thousand bright dust uh well with the new seasonal challenges and stuff that they do not not really um but okay it's not bad i mean it's they they want you to earn it they don't want you to straight up buy it which is nice but you can buy it if you don't feel like it so which by let's see it's three le- there's three more weeks in the thing in the thing so if i don't if i don't i might just straight up buy it in a couple weeks but uh, it's fun i i really like the way they're doing festival of the lost this year they uh killed the haunted forest which nobody liked and they <laughs> they're doing these things called haunted lost sectors uh which 
Lost Sectors are these little mini dungeons in the game that you go in and it takes like 10 minutes to run one. Uh, but they added they added twists into them with spooky stuff in it. So, oh, cool! Yeah, just in time for Halloween. Yeah, and they put them in a in a playlist instead of you having to go to the destinations to do them. So that's that's a nice feature they added. Mm-hmm. So they had a couple new dinosaur themed guns too, which is nice. Uh, the Jurassic Green, which is uh, a pulse rifle that's really cool, and. Uh, they, there's a lot of Jurassic Park references in this season, in this <laughs> event, this year. Uh, it, they're, they're, uh, the beginning of the season starts with light finds a way instead of life finds a way. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I you're get in it. For. That's what you're in for. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish uh, your ghost was voiced by Jeff Goldblum this season, but it's not. Yeah, it's missed opportunity there, Bungie. Oh, you missed. It's not like he's doing anything. He's doing a docu-series for Disney right now. Oh, so, okay. It's, uh, well, he's the, doing those apartment.com commercials. It's true, but he's uh, the, do- the docu-series he's doing is called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, uh, okay. And it's uh, like a they're on the second season right now on Disney+. Plus. So it's weird. He explores things like ice cream in different parts of the world and shoes and, you know. Weird stuff, not important stuff. I mean, that sounds interesting. It kind is, of. but it's it's Jeff Goldblum, so they're doing yeah. it for the the memes, I guess. Well, yeah. So, <coughs> wow. But story. That's all I've been playing. To be honest with you, it's I'm. I have this week planned to play more because I'm mm-hmm. off this week. Hell yeah! So. But you know what? You know what, Stoy? It's it is time. It is time to talk some news. And boy, do we have news this week. Starting yeah. with DC Fandom. DC Fandom was this week. They showed off new trailers for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Gotham Knights uh, story trailers. Which story trailers were good. I really, I think Gotham Knights looks really good and really interesting. Uh, it kind of harkens back. To the like Batman Arkham, uh, like Arkham Asylum, you know, where it's like the kind of more dark, mm-hmm. uh, dark, like, like having like a dark story. It yeah. looks really good, like Court of Owls mm-hmm. introduction. Yeah, really cool. And the way that Penguin seems to be really involved in the story too is really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the fact that you get to play as these four different characters. Like a world without Batman is also really interesting. Yeah, you know which. Don't get me wrong, I still think Batman's probably in the game, right? He probably faked his death to investigate the Court of Owls or something. Yeah, right, or something like that. And that was the only way he was able to free himself mm-hmm. from, yeah, whatever. I, I imagine that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. I mean, isn't there... I mean, I, I know the DC Universe has multiple... I So I imagine there is a DC Universe where Batman is dead, like, legitimately. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm pretty sure there is. And, the, like, mm-hmm. the, the, you know... But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden at the twist, it's like, oh, Batman's alive. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know, he's captured by the Court of Owls, and he's, like, a boss fight somewhere, like, two-thirds of the way through the game, and then you save him or whatever. Right. Uh, I mean, th- th- this will lead us to maybe 
uh, the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. But um, yeah, it looks, and finally we get a release date of 2022. So at least we know it's coming out this year sometime. Yeah. Or this next year. Well, it was supposed to come out this year, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And then yep. obviously COVID messed off a lot of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, this out of the two games, this one is the one I'm more interested in, to be honest with you. I'm not. Uh, if you, let's talk about Suicide Squad real quick. It, it's like Suicide Squad is neat. Like, I, I think the idea is neat. I I will probably play this just because I like Rocksteady. And I'm interested yeah. to see what they're doing without Batman this time around. Although we did see a really mm-hmm. cool shot of the Batmobile in this game or in this. Well, trailer. yeah, because the Justice League is in here. Obviously, Superman is going to be, I imagine, a main villain. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the Flash is in there. You saw Wonder Woman's whip yeah. in there. And so, but they, they are in there. And it sounds like uh, I'm imagining them being corrupted. Mm-hmm. It looks like, and that's why looks you like, have to go out and kill the Justice League. Yeah, it looks like. It looks like Brainiac has them all mind controlled except for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman seems yeah. to be the one character in this trailer that's not mind controlled. Uh, Flash kind of like is towing the line. Like I think maybe physically he looks like it, but he's like very self aware mm-hmm. of you know what he's doing and what's going on. Yeah. So uh, and then obviously Green Lantern. We saw Green Lantern. We saw the Batmobile. Yep. It's uh. I'm really shocked we didn't see any gameplay though. A lot of that looks in engine. It does. You know, it a does. Lot of that gameplay. It does. But last year when they showed off Gotham Knights, they showed like a whole half hour of like gameplay and here's a mission and here's the yeah. different ways you can tackle the mission. Suicide Squad, we've gotten two trailers, which has been don't get me wrong, they look cool and like the in engine stuff is cool and the banter between the characters is, is funny and stuff, but like no no gameplay. And I, I mean, it seems like a weird decision. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish they would just deep dive a little bit more. It definitely seems like Gotham Knights coming out earlier and Suicide Squad is coming out probably in like the October, November range next year, probably most likely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which, I mean, which one of these games, are you looking forward to both of them? Are you looking forward to one more than the other? I'm looking forward to both of them. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, I, I'm imagining Suicide Squad is probably the bigger project mm-hmm. because it seems like, you know, obviously it's Rocksteady. Rocksteady, you know, defined, you know, redefined the formula of like a good DC universe game. You know, when they came out with Arkham Asylum, it was like it blew the roof off in terms of like, holy crap, like the fi- the fluid fighting, the, the great story, especially probably the best Batman game to have come out almost ever mm-hmm. at the time. So, um, and they obviously kept improving on that formula with every passing iteration. Um, cause Gotham Knights is being developed by W Warner brothers, Montreal, right? Yeah. Is that, this is their first, this is their first game since, uh, origins origins. So, which I think, yeah, they were originally working on a justice league game. The rumor is at least, and then the uh-huh. rumor was they were working on a, suicide squad game that was canceled after that first movie got terrible reviews yeah so and now obviously rocksteady's working on suicide squad uh well i i think especially since there was so much hype after the second one which obviously the second one was a better movie than the first one um and you know dc the the dc fandom is getting better yeah hopefully do you did you did you like those games or those movies, I mean. 
I liked, you know, I I liked the Suicide Squad movies. Like the you know, the first one and the second one were were good in their own ways. I obviously liked the second one better um because it was more of that kind of like batshit craziness that the Suicide Squad is known for. Mm-hmm. Um the first one was kind of more dark and serious, had a more serious tone than the second one. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the second one kind of more nailed what the Suicide Squad was. And the, watching the trailer, you definitely get those vibes, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the trailer where they're like, oh, my God, Penguin's getting away. Shock him. Yeah. Oh, he's still getting away. Keep shocking him. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's kind of funny. It was that that part was pretty funny. I'd, yeah. You know, <laughs> then, then you get to then you get to uh, King Shark and he's just like, yeah, uh, blow his head off. <laughs> Waller blows head up. Blow it up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, but uh, you know, I I really like uh, like Gotham Knights and to be able to play significant a significant time as Nightwing. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, well, you can you can play every mission as any of the characters, which is cool. Yeah. and like I mean, I I'm guessing which character you choose to play as is how you tackle the mission, right? Because like Bat. Batgirl obviously seems like she's going to be more stealthy, kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Nightwing's more up close and personal. Uh, Red Hood's obviously got the range weapons and stuff. Uh, yeah, so, so he'll he'll be, he'll probably be blasting. Yeah, plus it's all so I go in there and I start blasting. <laughs> plus it's all drop in, drop out co op, which is cool. Yeah, which very I like. cool. Uh, is Suicide Squad supposed to be like that? I think. I mean, it, I imagine. I, I imagine it has to be. I imagine if they're showing four different characters, I'm assuming like you can play multiplayer. I'm assuming it's probably going to be mainly multiplayer, and then if you want to play by yourself, then you can. But yeah, right. Maybe hopefully AI controlled bots. Yeah, or something like that as teammates. Yeah, which I mean could be hit or miss depending on how well they develop it. Yeah. We'll so, I I do like the character designs in in both games though. For yeah, sure. for sure. I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm. I know I will definitely play both, and I will. It, it looks like both look really good. Um, which one I'll like the most? I, I don't know. I can't speculate at this point. I mean, I've seen Gotham Knight gameplay. I just haven't seen Suicide Squad gameplay. So, I think yeah. that's really kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for for both though. I think. I think I will definitely be playing these both. I think WB has a good slate of games though. Like. These two games, uh, I, I think Injustice Three will probably come out soon. Uh, yeah, that Harry Potter game I think sounds really interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a Harry Potter guy, but uh, yeah, I would run around Hogwarts for ten to twenty hours and you know, magic shit up. You know, I think my wife may make me get that game. She's a big Harry Potter fan, so she may make me buy the game just to watch me play it. I mean, that's. It's one way to get you to play it, I guess. I, I guess so. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind. It looks, it sounds like an interesting concept. So. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's twenty. Uh, yeah. Next year is going to be a big year for DC, man. Like. Yeah. Some big, some big movies. I mean, the Batman trailer looks awesome. Oh my gosh, the Batman looks, looks so awesome. Good. The Peacemaker yeah. show looks cool. Like, yep. gosh, the dude. Can we talk about the Batman trailer for a second? I know this yes, Xbox we can show, talk but... about the Batman trailer for a second. <laughs> oh, it looks so good that like the the scary version of the Riddler and not like the you know dumb looking version. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, just I mean I love Jim Carrey, but Jesus man, <laughs> God, dude, that oh uh, that 
And the it's, Penguin, man, the, they make the Penguin look so God, good. Like, Colin Farrell Colin is unrecognizable. Farrell is, yeah, he, man. It's like you can't even, like, his voice and the way they the makeup, man. Yeah. He, he went all in on that role. And that's yeah. the one thing that DC, I think, does better than Marvel is the villains. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, all, has, they always have, though, right? Like, I mean, yeah. they, they just always have, even back into the 90s, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, well, well. We'll say Batman and Batman Returns. I would say, I, yeah. I mean, the, the Riddler and like the goofy version of Bane, maybe not. But yeah, we 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 could bypass Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. But mm-hmm. I mean, we're, 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 I mean, I'm talking like DC Comics and stuff like that. They've always done mm-hmm. a really good job of like writing really good villains and designing really good villains. Yeah. So, but, but. um, yeah. So, but it just looks like. Man, like it's more violent. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this Batman movie would be rated R. I really don't. I mean, that would be cool. I I would I would I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then like Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman, definitely yep. cool. Looks definitely cool. Great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people were giving Robert Pattinson crap because of you know the whole Twilight thing, but like he's awesome. <laughs> As Batman, no, his I, voice is awesome. Yeah. yeah, and he's already kind of like a brooding type of character anyway, so he fits he fits the Bruce Wayne, you know, persona perfectly. Yeah. And yeah, obviously he's young enough that I imagine this is going to be almost like a Batman origin story. Yeah, from what it sounds like. Well, that, like I guess of... there's a comic that they're basing this off of called uh, Batman Zero Year or something, and it's like. Okay. Before the rise of the different villains and stuff, and the Riddler is really like the first villain that Batman comes up against, and uh, it's like the scary. Well, Riddler yeah, that was like Batman Origin, I think, right? Like Batman Origin is obviously the Year Zero uh, yeah. timeline. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was wa- I was just watching something on the, on IGN's YouTube video on YouTube channel the, today, and they were talking about it, um, with like the scary duct tape and you know. He's basically like yep. a a precursor to the Joker almost where he does like he has everything planned out and everything and it's just it's cool. I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to see plus like the bat suit looks cool and like the bat logo is made out of what the gun that killed his parents or whatever supposedly. It's just a cool really? concept. Yeah, that's that's the oh, that's... that's like the rumor, I guess. Okay. But I didn't hear that. Yeah. But the fact that it's bulletproof too, like that yeah. scene where he's in that dark room and they're just, you know, these guys are unleashing on him and he's just walking down and he's just bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I'm so good. I'm so excited to see that movie. I, I, I'm gonna, I don't know. I've had a real itch to watch some good, violent kind of movies lately. Uh, yeah. I've been, I watched, uh, I watched Kong Skull Island this week for some reason. Oh, okay. That's was, a weird choice. It was it was weird. I, I well like I was looking for I wanted to watch like something that was different than a superhero movie this week. Uh, yeah. But then like once yeah. I saw the DC fandom stuff I was like no, nah, I want to go back and watch like the Batman mm-hmm. stuff. But uh I I did add The Dark Knight to my list even though it's like a 3 hour long movie. It's it's okay. Uh but I did watch Kong Skull Island for some reason cuz everybody told me that this movie and the Godzilla movie are like really good. And I was like, 
it wasn't it was okay it was, didn't some of the scenes didn't really make sense but did I guess, it scratch that itch that you were looking for no no, no, that's too bad. See, here's the thing, though. I watched, like, I watched the Matrix, the entire trilogy, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and that really scratched an itch. I was like, "Yeah, this mm-hmm. is cool." And then I watched the trailer for the new movie, and I was like, "Man, I forgot that spoilers for the Matrix rev- revol- revolutions or revelations or whatever." Neo is blind because he like they burn his eyeballs. Yeah, but he can still see. So. But in this new movie, he's not. So what's happening? It's, I don't know. I have a, I have a lot of questions about this new Matrix movie. But yeah, Bat- it Batman looks cool. Yep. I, I keep getting sidetracked, but Bat- the Batman looks cool. Uh, Black Adam looks like uh, I don't know, like violent. <laughs> yeah. Like the rock violent is finally. I was really hoping he wouldn't come in and just make it a PG or PG 13 movie. It's like black Adams, a very bad, good guy, very bad, good guy. So he needs to, he needs to play that role. And at least that, that little, that little teaser that we got of just like him disintegrating that guy in in his hand. I was like, okay, that's leaving me with a little glimmer of hope. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you trust The Rock as a superhero? Um, I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous. Yeah. Well, because Black Adam is a particular like I mean, if he's gonna come on and play as Shazam, honestly, he probably would have been a good fit as Shazam. You know, because Shazam is kind of like that quirky guy, whatever. Obviously, he's like a 12 year old boy trapped in a 40 year old dude's body, whatever. But I would have trusted him to play as Shazam more so than Black Adam. I mean, yeah. he already he already does that in Jumanji, right? Like a, he's a kid in a yeah. Huh. So yeah, I don't know. I just I just I like The Rock. Don't get me wrong. I actually I love watching The Rock and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I feel like superhero stuff is something that maybe he might not be fit for because he's already like just an action hero, right? It's like it's like putting Arnold into a <laughs> superhero movie in the nineties, early two. <laughs> You know, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody chill. (laughs) Chill out. Uh, Yeah. Uh. So I yeah, that little scene that they showed gave me a little hope. Like, okay, this could be good. Yeah. We'll see. Or he like melts the guy when he's choking him out. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of choking people out, we're going to move on to our next (laughs) story. Minecraft is getting a major update in 2022. This is the the wild update which uh is in let's see. It's incorporating new beasts and promises a lot of fun stuff like mud, swamps, mud, wow, swamps, swamps, frogs and tadpoles and Holy even cow. and even boats. Boats with chests. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's also set to include the Deep Dark uh, expansion and uh, Caves and Cliffs Part 2 update. So that's that's something you can look forward to. Minecraft is a... This game just keeps on going, man. This is a... That's the thing. It doesn't need any of this extra stuff. Like, this game no. is still, like, one of the 
most played games like every year. Like, I know. It, it's making so much money for Microsoft and Mojang that it's just like they don't need to do anything. No. But the fact that they're still kind of putting out content for it, even though it's like menial stuff, like, hey, we just put mud in this game. It's like there's probably Minecraft players out there that are like, whoa, what? Yeah. I, I'm really glad that when they purchased this, they kept the game kind of like small, but keep adding to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I remember when they bought it, everybody's like, Oh, they're just going to like make it an Xbox thing and, you know, ruin it or whatever. And they really haven't, they've made it so much better. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that last a uh, couple weeks ago where like Microsoft is using Minecraft in job interviews. Yeah. Like play this Minecraft themed game to showcase us your talent. Like I, who would think that? Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, Microsoft, a company like Microsoft would. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm glad they didn't make me play Minecraft in my job interview because like, that would have been a little, that'd have been a little weird too. It's like, what, what's the jump button? <laughs> yeah. I've played a little so, bit of Minecraft, but not a, I have never, I have never touched Minecraft ever. And I think that's one of these things I I'll have to do one of these days. Yeah. It's cool. Like, I mean, it's, it's cool. Like the creative mode is cool. I don't know if I would ever play the survival mode, but the creative mode is cool. Yeah. Uh, I played the I played the story modes, Telltale Micros- uh, Minecraft story modes. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman's a voice actor, and and then is he? Yeah. That's a. Yeah. That's an interesting ad. He does a really good job. Does he? He, do- he actually does a really good job. He plays as a villain in the first part of the first season and then all of a sudden reverts to being a good guy. And it's like kind of like this. It's funny, man. I don't know. Fair, I guess. Uh, fair. Yeah. That's about as that's about as much as Minecraft as I played. Yeah, I played uh, about, I don't know, probably like 10 hours of it one time because I was bored and every night I would just go in and dig a hole and like build a building and. Like, look at this cool building I made, and look at these tunnels I dug, and then after I was just like, I'm done. Mm. That was like that was like ten ten years ago. So okay. uh, the game's still around, still kicking. It is it's still, it's still still trucking along. Uh. Anyways, Minecraft getting a cool update. Hope all you uh, crafters out there are. Mm-hmm. living it up so i closed my dock gotta reopen it haha call of duty vanguard yes call of duty vanguard seems to be the first game in a new trilogy according to its writer that's interesting quote we came into this process saying how do we make iconic cod characters because we don't really have that in a call of duty game right now I would argue that soap is pretty iconic. Well, Captain Price. And Price, I mean, too. It's pretty yeah. damn iconic. Yeah. There isn't really... I mean, Frank Woods was an iconic character for a little bit of the Black Ops series. Yeah. Um, But I, I would say Captain Price and Soap were probably the two biggest ones. And Infinity Ward just does Call of Duty better than all mm-hmm. these other developers. So yeah. that's not to take away from Infinity Ward. That's not to take away from Sledgehammer Games and uh, Treyarch. You know, they do a good job, but... yeah. Infinity War just does it better. Yeah. I I mean, especially with uh, The Last Modern Warfare, I really feel like Infinity War is kind of back in a way that, you know, don't get me wrong, 
Treyarch does an amazing multiplayer suite with Black Ops and whatever, but yep. those campaigns, aside from probably that first one, and I don't know, I don't really remember the second one at all, to be honest. I, again, the game I played on Wii U, it was weird. Uh, Wait, Black Ops? Black talking? Ops 2, I played oh, yeah. on Wii U. Yeah, they were just kind of okay. Uh, like, I mean, crazy storytelling. Yeah. You know, like, I think it was probably the most mind. The, the, there was a lot of mind fuckery in those, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, a lot of twists at the end. But mm-hmm. in terms of like action sequences and like memorable scenes, like, eh, you know. Yeah. I just, uh, I really feel like uh, Call of Duty is more just everybody plays the multiplayer. You don't really focus on the story oh, yeah. of the characters and. Uh, I mean, I focus on the story and the characters. Well, I'm saying generalized. Generalized. Uh, I feel like if maybe this is like maybe the first step into maybe them making people care about the characters and like, who knows? Maybe you won't, right? Maybe nobody will. And maybe this is a one-off and doesn't do very well. And people are still going to play the multiplayer or Warzone or, you know, what? maybe go back to one of the older games because this game isn't very good. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But it seems like the writer is taking it very seriously. And I am I hope that they get to see this through because going into a campaign like Call of Duty, planning it as a trilogy sounds like a cool idea. Yeah. And I think admittedly, even he says it, he's like, we came into this, you know, thinking like who could be the flagship Call of Duty characters because Sledgehammer doesn't really have that right now. Mm-hmm. Besides Josh Dumal, and obviously he shows up in one game and then that's it. So like, you know, you really need Sledgehammer games needs that. Mm-hmm. You know, if, uh, Treyarch had that with Frank Woods, as we talked about. Infinity Ward had that with Captain Price. Mm-hmm. Sledgehammer doesn't have that, and they need that right now if they want people to come back and continually play their campaigns. Right. Especially if they start to see familiar characters pop in. Yeah. So, plus, it'll differentiate them from the other two platforms and give them, like, okay, well, you know, here's Infinity Wards. You're getting something modern, right? You're going to get something kind of cool and, and multiplayer is going to be solid. Black Ops, okay. Campaign might not be as great, but the multiplayer is going to be awesome. Here, mm-hmm. they can say, hey, look, we're the we're the campaign team. We are We make cool campaigns and, you know, yeah, we're going to have a good multiplayer suite, but you come to our version of Call of Duty for the campaign and the characters yeah, for and sure. the story. So, yeah. cool. So, I, it looks like they're doubling down for that. Yeah. I will definitely be... I I want to check out... I haven't played Call of Duty in so long, and, like, Modern Warfare, the, ne- the, the last one was, like, maybe I should play some of these campaigns at some point again. Honestly, the, the more recent Modern Warfare is the best campaign since... Probably the original Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, that's what I hear. Like, Yeah, like it was just so good. Some memorable, iconic scenes in that game, especially like the scene where you're like slowly like infiltrating this the this house in London and just moving. Man, it was just so good. Yeah. Everything about that game is good. We'll see. I, I hope that they do a good campaign. I'm pulling for them. They've kind of been, you know, I wouldn't say struggling, but they've kind of been the underdog for a while, and so. Well, yeah, I, because they're they're the new kid on the block. Yeah, you know, compared to Treyarch and. Um, Plus, like last year's game, kind of getting moved to this year, and Treyarch being pushed into last year's uh, multiplayer, pushing that up in that game. Mm-hmm. So, I hope I hope it I hope it's good. So, speaking of uh, 
games that seem to be good. Uh, Square Enix is still in, quote, positive discussions to bring Final Fantasy XIV to Xbox. There's a quote here. I feel bad for saying the same thing every time, but we are still in discussions with Microsoft, and I feel like our discussions are going in a positive-like tone. I don't want to say we do not have an Xbox version, but I am hoping that the timing will will be very soon and that I will have some kind of update to players. I'm sure there's a lot of things that people want to ask about this subject, and there are a lot of things I want to share, but I'm afraid I am unable to divulge on those details. So when the time comes, I'm sure I'm sure the time will come. So if you could kindly stand by, that'd be great. This is from uh, uh, Yokai Yoshida, uh, him explaining the discussions with uh, what's going on with Xbox. I have been holding out for an Xbox version of this game. I, I think it's due because, you know, like every year, it seems like Final Fantasy 14 just keeps getting more and more players. Mm-hmm. 24, con- 24 million players right now. It is the most profitable Final Fantasy ever. And uh, what I hear is the story in this game is actually very, very, very good. Yeah, uh, especially- Pat from our podcast, Pat and Dan actually from our podcast played a significant mm-hmm. amount of time with these games, and they just absolutely love it. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited to jump in. You know, I remember when it was a really, really big deal when Final Fantasy XI came to Xbox 360, and you didn't need Xbox Live for it, and it was like this weird kind of workaround thing for them to use the network but not be a part of Xbox Live. Uh, but it was still really cool, right? Like it was really interesting. It was big. Uh, and the, you know, the way that Xbox is functioning now and this game being so popular, like I would really, really love for this game to be on Xbox just to, you know, say, Hey, we, we have these big, ga- these big Japanese games too. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit in our yeah, main topic, sure. but, uh, this would be, I think this would be a pretty big get for Xbox. For sure. No, it would. It would definitely help with the Japanese market in terms of selling Xboxes. Um, and also just for like Western, you know, like Western players too. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, th- there's some people that are just pro Sony, pro Xbox. And um, Xbox doesn't have a lot of really good MMO RPGs right now. And this would be huge for Xbox for the West. Yeah. So what what's that one that's on Game Pass? That MMO that's on Game Pass, uh, Black Desert Online or Get, something? Oh, Black Desert Online. Yeah, that was Korean developed. Yeah, it has game. like a sexy pirate lady on the front of the box art. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I imagine like something with a big name like Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, obviously, Xbox has their Final Fantasy games. Like they have those mm-hmm. all those single player games. But so it is actually really surprising that Square just didn't just bring this over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that Square is pretty buddy buddy with Sony right now with in terms of Final Fantasy, right? Like, Seven Remake is timed exclusive, Sixteen yeah. is a timed exclusive. Uh, I don't know. I I know that, but like, I don't I don't understand why these games aren't making their way to Xbox. I really kind of I I don't un- yeah. I just don't understand. Like, I are Japanese developers. I mean, we'll say we'll. We're going to put a pen in it. We're going to come back to this, our main topic. Yep. Because especially from his quote, he said, I don't want to say we don't have an Xbox version. So I imagine 
a lot of it has to do with like working it out with Microsoft, like on the business mm -hmm. side of it. Yeah. It's probably sitting there right now. It's like, it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. Just say the word. I wonder we'll if they're waiting for like the EXO event to announce it or like, I don't know. I don't feel like this would be a game awards announcement, but I feel like this would be like an EXO announcement. I would see this as a game awards announcement because really, especially since, since this primarily affects the West. Yeah. Uh, well, not primarily. Because I, I imagine a lot of people are already playing this in Japan and other other systems. So um, I would see this as like coming out in the game awards, like blah, blah, this game is available now, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That'd be pretty amazing. Be sick. Comes out the game pass. If it comes out the game pass, maybe that's what they're working out. Maybe. That'd be I mean, sick. I mean, maybe, maybe the they pass. are. Maybe that sick, would be bro. cool if they had like a game pass announcement of like, Okay, well, here are the rest of the Final Fantasy. Here's how they lead it off. Here's the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy, right? I mean, I know 13-1 is here, but the other two games aren't there yet. Yeah, right. Here are the other two games. And then they announce, like, Final Fantasy 14 is coming. And then they announce that Final Fantasy 7 Remake is also coming to Game Pass. That'd be cool. That'd be sick. Like, a lead up <laughs> into that. That'd be cool. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Like I said, maybe there's there's definitely something on the business side. That needs to get ironed out. Absolutely. Are so, you are you a Final Fantasy guy, Stoy? Yes, I am. What's your favorite Final Fantasy, Stoy? I have a fondness for eight. Um, I really enjoyed nine mm -hmm. a lot. Um, seven was obviously my entry point into the series. Like most plebs, I I never played the original ones, um, but. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a cross between like seven and eight, hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I love the remake. Yeah. I, lo I loved it better than I thought I would. So I, uh, even though it's like half this freaking story, hmm. uh, I enjoy, I enjoyed eight a lot. Nine was my first Final Fantasy. Okay. Uh, and then I went back like, Right before I went nine, ten, eight, seven. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I don't really care for seven all that much. Yeah, I, I think you had to play it at the time. Yeah. You know, it's like, definitely uh at the time when that came out, it was pretty damn groundbreaking. Yeah. Like that was the first video game commercial I saw in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. Because that's how big it was. That's how big it was pegged to be like this big cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. For you know that you could play on a video game system. So I remember seeing it and I was like, "The shit is this game about?" Like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I never played a Final Fantasy game before, and yeah, sure enough, it ended up kind of. I remember playing in the summer, all summer, just you know. Yeah. Playing, yeah, playing Final Fantasy VII, just locking hours and hours in. Yeah. But yeah. I remember. Uh playing nine because i had a ps2 at the time and i remember going into gamestop and buying black label versions of seven eight and nine for like less than ten dollars a piece they're those are worth a lot of money now i know they are i mean a lot more money than the you know greatest hits editions but i know they're and but then, yeah and so... then after that i bought final fantasy tactics and never played it <laughs> Never, yeah, I never got into that. Never but, got into that one. Hmm. Which, but yeah, I'm like I said, I'm. I, it's coming. I know it is. 
uh, Final Fantasy 14 coming to Xbox. It's just a matter of when at this point. Yeah. And I imagine they want to make it like this big bombastic, like, you know, typical Xbox fashion of just like, boom, check it out. Yo, we got it on the Xbox and it's coming off a Game Pass mic drop. Yeah. I, I'm. That was, I tried to do my best Phil Spencer impression. It was, it was, it was not, not good. good. It was not, not good. good. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Okay. I'll keep working on that. Look, you don't have your cool. Jacket. Don't a, you don't have your cool jacket, jacket with the pockets and the Battletoads T-shirt underneath. <laughs> no, yeah, or the yeah, yeah, the rare yeah uh, logo T-shirt underneath. Yeah, fail. There's no so. better time to play on the Xbox. Mm. I'll work on it. We got to get Phil on here one day. It's a goal. He'll call me. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there, Phil. Anyways. That's it for the news story. Mm-hmm. But before we get into the topic of the of the show, we're going to get into a little topic called Pass It On, where we talk about what's coming to Game Pass this week. Stoy, what's coming to Game Pass this week? Only one game. And that one's not coming out actually for another week. So it's actually coming out next week. It's coming out on the 26th. Mm. It's called Moon Glow Bay. What is that? What Have is you Moon ever Glow wanted Bay? to play a fishing game? No. In a small Canadian town where all your characters are Minecraft characters. No. <laughs> okay, well, then this game is not for you, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically like you're fishing in a small town. You're catching fish. You're selling fish. You're taking this fish, and you're eating it and making cool recipes with it. And it's like everybody's designed in that kind of like blocky Minecraft design. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Neat. So, yeah. That comes out on the 26th. Uh, we did talk about, like I said, uh, last week, The Good Life came out. That's on uh, Game Pass. The Rift Breaker, which is that giant like particle effect-driven mech game that like looks batshit crazy. And then uh, Ring of Pain, that came out last week too as well. But Ring of yeah. Pain. Yeah. Have you played Procession to Calvary yet, bro? Nope. Come on. Look, Come I told on. you, I have a list of games that I would like to play. That needs week? to go to the top of your list. Okay. You need to move that to the top of your list. Okay. Okay. I will do so. All right. I will You're going to so. enjoy it. You're going to be like, man, Stoy was right. Stoy was right. He's the smartest, <laughs> smartest guy I know. Stoy's so Stoy. smart. He's so smart. I wish I could be like Stoy. Anyway. But yeah, otherwise, Age of Empires 4 comes out for the PC next week, too. Mm. And that's a day one release. That's like, so. I would play that if I played pc games yeah but i do Same. not so i will not the only pc game story that i will play is roller coaster tycoon oh uh, okay you ever played That's roller fair. coaster tycoon i man i played roller coaster tycoon when they first came out mm. and i can never figure out how to make good roller coasters oh man that, those were my jam those games are my jam Mm-hmm. my jam But that's what's coming out. That's all. Cool. Look forward to that. Unless like Microsoft like dr- shadow drops like a bunch of things like, hey, check this shit out. It's coming out tomorrow. And then, yeah, I'm gonna they, look like an idiot. They they might though. Yeah, they, they they did that with Visage. They did that with Procession to Calvary, and uh, where all of a sudden they're like, bam, look at to check this out. It's fair. Here you go. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Speaking of cool. We're going to get on to our topic of the show, 
it'll, it'll probably be a smaller discussion, but it's still something that I think we should discuss because it seems more and more relevant than ever, I would say, especially since yep. Xbox is selling better over in Japan. Why are Japanese developers so hesitant on bringing games to the Xbox? And has it seen more of a positive or negative, well, positive growth or negative whatever this generation? I I say this based on our Final Fantasy conversation, based on, you know, certain games coming to PlayStation and Switch, but not Xbox. Uh, it, just, it just seems like, Japanese developers are hesitant on bringing games to the Xbox. Now, we saw a couple weeks ago that Capcom, or maybe it was like last week or something, Capcom said that their lead platform will now be PC, which we know will be easier to port games to Xbox, which Capcom hasn't really been shy about putting their games on Xbox, but uh, other companies have, and I just I want to get your take on this. Why do you think this is something that, has has been a problem for xbox especially recently well, it was doing well with the 360 it was do it was going really well they made a lot of good partnerships with japanese developers on making good rpgs exclusive rpgs to the system xbox 360 sales did fine uh the xbox one i think really you know, it to to admit fault, the Xbox One one really put a stain on Microsoft's reputation, and I think that lost a lot of faith with the Japanese developers on how they rolled out the system, and you know what they what the system was supposed to be. You know, Microsoft obviously backtracked a lot, and they became more game centric, more so at the tail end of the development cycle, the the hardware cycle, but. You know, it was almost like too little too late. So that's why the release of the Series X and the Series S, you know, is like a kind of was kind of a chance for them to like rebrand and say, hey, all right, you know, we're, we're we meet it this time. We're really about the games. And they are. They're very committed to that. And they've definitely showed us that these last couple of years. And even like looking at the sales numbers, it's already starting to showcase that it's actually working for them. Like they've mm-hmm. already outpaced both the Series X and the Series S have outpaced the sales of the Xbox one. Already, I know it's It's like insane. It's so it's sold over a hundred thousand units in Japan. Admittedly, it's nowhere it's nowhere near to like the Nintendo Switch or the PlayStation systems. Like I think just the the OLED version of the of the Nintendo Switch are sold way more than a hundred thousand already. But uh, still, like that's a big step for Microsoft. Yeah, and they need to you know Japanese developers I think need to start kind of like paying attention to that. It's like. You know, yeah, it maybe costs a little bit extra development time, but this is an audience that we need to reach out to. Yeah, yeah. Plus, like with the uh, with X Cloud and everything, like I feel like you look at you look at the way that uh, Japan plays games, right? And the Switch is obviously a huge hit over there because of mobile stuff, and they play a lot yeah, of it's affordable, a lot of phone games and stuff. And I think that you know, even if they don't sell a lot of units over there, like the cloud gaming stuff is going to be big over there at some point, uh, mm-hmm. just based on the way that, you know, Japanese people live and, you know, using the train and that kind of thing. Like I, I, plus I think the way Xbox was ran late in the 360 and early in Xbox one, right. It was like, Oh, we're, we're too good for everybody else. We're just going to power our way through here and be all, 
you know, quote unquote, hardcore American about it almost. And, uh, I think it, I think it hurt them across the board and the way that, you know, Phil Spencer and, you know, Sarah Bond and the team, the different teams have kind of regained not only the trust of the gamers, but the industry almost as a whole, right. Is, has been really cool to see and, and seeing games like final fantasy, make it to game pass and, Dragon Quest and Yakuza, right? Like they have a really great relationship with Sega. And uh, I just, I want to see more of that. I really want to see more. Yeah. And I I think it will. It's just, you know, Microsoft needs to prove itself to the developers to say, hey, we, we really are committed to your survival and to increase your audience. You know, um, like I said, with these sales numbers that we've seen, it's it's a step in the right direction and Mm -hmm. i I think eventually they'll come obviously we'll get we'll probably get some ports like i said getting final fantasy 14 on the on an xbox system will be huge maybe getting some other you know kind of like japanese developed rpgs on there as well uh astral ascending is kind of a step in the right direction scarlet nexus same thing those are steps in the right direction especially since they're on game pass Game Pass is going to be a big thing out there because, like we said, we're talking about the mobile market where you can play on the cloud, you can play on your cell phone, you can play on, you know, obviously when the Steam Deck comes out, that's going to be a big thing too as well. Mm-hmm. And even like I, we, we've we all heard about, you know, the rumors about how Microsoft wants to kind of make Xbox kind of like a like a like an ethos where it's like they want to sell Xbox enabled TVs mm-hmm. where it's like you could just fire it up and play on the cloud directly from your TV, like on a TV app. That'd be pretty amazing too for, you know, for that Japanese audience as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the way that Xbox is doing things kind of thinking outside the box, like you said, with the Xbox enabled TVs or, you know, like it basically being just like an app on your on your TV, right? Like a smart app. Like you yeah. can already connect Xbox controllers to your TV. I, you know, when when I go into my Bluetooth settings for my TV and I, like my Xbox controller comes up as an option if it's on, and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Yeah, uh, but it's weird to think about that. Still, so cool to think that someday, like maybe we, <laughs> maybe one day we won't need a box. Uh, it's kind of kind of scary but you know i, I, I mean it's just th- like th- that would all that would all depend on how just how fast the internet can get because you know admittedly right. especially here in the west like uh, you know my internet is not like i i can't stream 4k hdr content smoothly why not i'd rather have hardware because my internet sucks no, no, no. <laughs> comparatively even like i i would imagine even like the best internet would still kind of run it okay yeah you know um you know the best streaming soft the best streaming platform that i mean is playstation plus or playstation now i mean that's pretty decent if you don't mind playing it like 720 or 1080p um and then google stadia i have the google stadia like premiere edition and that's pretty decent but still like you know you you get those little like frame rate hiccups where it's like the internet's trying to catch up and especially if other people in your house are trying to connect that kind of changes the dynamic of your game so i think we're still a pretty far away ways away from abandoning systems altogether yeah yeah uh but in in terms of of support for japanese developers i i think 
Phil has done a marvelous job of, especially like, you know, Dragon Quest is like a, it's such a huge get, like, especially for Japanese audience. Like we think Final Fantasy is Square's biggest uh, IP and, you know, maybe worldwide it might be, but like in Japan, Dragon Quest is their biggest IP. Yeah. Across the board. Like people, they have Dragon Quest Day when the new game comes out, they give everybody the day off work. So because people, so many people were requesting off. When are we going to get a Halo Day? We're going to get a Halo Day this this year, Corey. I'm just calling in sick. Screwed. <laughs> just calling in. Hey, I got a, I got that Halo infection. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, it's it, it, there's a Halo over my four corner po- uh, four post bed. Wow. And I know it's not mine. But you see, but if I'll you can see use if it. I can use it on the weekend of a one night stand. I hate you so much. Ah, uh, why do I keep doing this? I don't know. Anyway, I'm stuck in I'm stuck in the late nineties. You you are. Yeah. It's okay. I forgive you. Uh I like that song though. I mean something's gotta get me stopping from believe never mind. Moving on. Xbox. Sugar. Who, who's turn, um, who's turning you around again? Yeah. Shut the door, babe. Uh, the, um, so yeah, like what's going to really kind of nail it down is if developers specifically work with Xbox exclusive titles, mm-hmm. we're not going to see that for a while. Um, that's where Microsoft needs to make well, an investment into. They need to go into Japan and literally start buying studios there, or maybe even just like develop studios, start their own development studios, I like mean, go in there and just say, Hey, we want to make a Microsoft studio to here and they start to hire talent, you know, instead of maybe just going in and just throwing money at a studio and say, you're ours now. I mean, there's that rumor that they're going to try to uh, publish that Kojima's next project, right? Yeah. Which it would be huge, mm-hmm. you know, getting that exclusive. I, I mean, I, I can't think of anybody else to make a statement with, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, having, a, you know, a big iconic developer like Kojima, yeah. you know, depending on how you think of him, like uh, me personally, I think he's overrated, but he's, I mean, I he's do, definitely iconic. I do too. But like in the grand scheme of the industry, I think, you know, he's still like a visionary and still like one of the best outside of, you know, unless you're going to go after like someone from Nintendo to pull them over, which I don't think you're going to, let's be honest. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Although... But, you know, you know what I was thinking though. Actually, all those people that just left Sega to form their mm-hmm. own studio, the those people from the Yakuza team that yeah. just left, that Ryu Soguden or yeah. whatever, yeah, they, developer, yeah, they could, they could be maybe doing something. Maybe Microsoft wants to fund their next game. Yeah, because Yakuza I mean, was such a such a hit, like a dragon. I think was that's hit. that's really what's going to nail them into the Japanese market is developing you know fully japanese developed first party titles mm-hmm. instead of just porting stuff over porting yeah. stuff over is all good and well but it's not going to ultimately move your system especially right. if it's a game that's been out for like the playstation for like you know three years mm-hmm. so it's like oh good it's on the xbox i'll still continue to play it on my ps5 right. or my playstation 4 or whatever so mm-hmm. yeah well we'll see we'll see if uh microsoft Gets into that Japanese market. I'm excited. They have to. I mean, you know, it's kind of untapped 
It's untapped potential. So they, uh, you know, and it's something they've been trying to get at for years. Like, you know, especially with the stumbling block that they had with the Xbox One, they need to make up for lost time. Right. Yeah. Sorry. My my wife needed me for like a second. Uh, okay, got it. Yeah, we'll see. I, I hope that Xbox keeps growing and uh, bringing cool new talent from Japanese markets and making good deals and seeing stuff on Game Pass or even just on Xbox in general. Yeah. So. But, Stoy, I think that's... Uh, I think that's going to do it. Sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jesse, for joining in on the chat, like halfway through the, halfway yeah. through the show. Thanks, thanks Jesse. So, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for showing up. Thanks late, for being Jesse. here. Oh, I got to eat yeah. dinner with my family. Jerk. Whatever. Jerk. Yeah. I got six other days in the week to eat dinner with your family. Yeah. You pick tonight. Yeah. Excuses. So. Excuses. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to Arsenal X. Remember, you can find it every Tuesday on your podcast service of choice. If you listen on iTunes, give us a a follow, a five-star rating, and a nice review. Really appreciate it. Or just or just type lol in the chat like Jesse does with every every Twitter post he does. Yeah. <laughs> lol. 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 Jesse Logless. Am I right? Yeah. Ah, that was bad. We'll work on that. We'll figure it out. Stoy, where can we find you? Well, I am also part of the EXP cast, a video game podcast. We're on the Boss Rush Network as well. Uh, You can follow me there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EXP cast. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We have no no new episodes this week, so this is going to be the one place to hear me this week. This is the solo Stoy appearance this week. Yep, for sure. Of course, we show up on Monsters Podcast if we need a fourth chair. Uh, you can find me at IamCoreyNHD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the Boss Rush Podcast. You can find me doing various other things here on the Boss Rush Network. Thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. And until next time. Hey, bro.